This is the SBI Show. Tons of soccer news to talk about. I am Garrett Cleverly. Along with me, as always, is Ivis Galarsev. What's up, man? It's a busy, busy week. Oh, my Plenty gosh. To talk about. It's insane. You know, it's it, between Beckham retiring and now Lampard not coming over. Then you have U.S. Men's National Team roster. And now Balotelli's on Twitter. Ivis, I mean, we have a million things to talk about on the show. I don't even know what we should start off first. Should it be national team? Should, should we start off with that? Because I think everyone wants everyone wants to hear about and talk about the national team and this <laughs> and this roster and who's not on it. So I think we should kick off with that. Uh, well, let, let's start with that. I just, let, let's look at this team. Uh, you and I talked a little bit before the show, like we always do, in in terms of prep. And uh, you know, we, we we talked about the roster and uh, not not too many surprises. Most of the same, most of the guys, the regulars that we expected to be calling. Um, I think the the biggest glaring things that that stand out to people are the goalkeepers. But um, you know, that's going to be a part of a rotating thing, and, and other guys like uh, you know Stuart Holden and Breck Shea being in the lineup. Klinsman talked about Holden last week, but uh, but when you saw the lineup came out, Ivis, uh, your your initial reaction and, and your general thoughts on it. Well, I think I think the what stood out, not that it was a surprise by the time the roster came out, but when you finally saw the roster and you saw who wasn't on it, and everyone knew know who we're talking about, Landon Donovan was not on the roster, and. and it, it shouldn't have come as a surprise uh, because Jurgen Klinsmann's comments a few weeks ago in Washington made it clear that, that Landon's place on the team wasn't what it was before. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, his decision to, you know, step away and, and take time off and miss some really important games hurt his standing with the national team. And I know people I know a lot of people just don't get that. I know a lot of people just just don't buy it and think that, hey, he is good. He is too good to leave out. He's one of the best guys on the team, talent-wise. So you can't leave him out. But that's not how Klinsman sees it. And uh, you know, he he see he's from everything he's talked about. Uh, it, it's about the team dynamic and, and about the fact that other players were there for those important games. Other players stepped up, played well, did their part while you know he was away. And uh, you know, you know, you, you can talk about you can talk all you want about whether he needed it, whether whether he did, didn't need it, and, and respecting that part of it. But at the same time. You have to think about the team aspect on the national team side and how his decision to skip some really big games mm-hmm. uh, affected his standing in the eyes of his teammates. Um, it, it's just, it, it, was, it was just shocking not to see his name on there and see a couple of the people's names on there. Um, but when you talk, Let's about, talk about that, let's talk about that. Well, okay. I mean, you know, everyone wants, wants I, to. I, I know, I know. And, and I think you and I talked about this. It's not like any names on here are like, oh my gosh, how did he get a call up? You know, I mean, Jurgen Klopp talked about Holden last week, so we all knew that. But I think, I guess the most, I, I think there's more talk about who didn't make the roster almost. Like, Bocanegra wasn't on it, Chirunglo well, wasn't on it. All right, I, let, I, let's break, I'm going to, let's break yeah. it down. I'm going to run them down for you real quick. Okay. okay. First, thing, first things first, Stuart Holden. Uh, even though it was made clear a week earlier he was coming, and 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 Klinsman tried to lay out the reason for him being on this team, I still feel like a lot of people don't get it, and mm-hmm. I still feel like a lot of people are making the mistake of of making this a Landon Donovan or, or Stuart Holden thing, as mm-hmm. if you know Holden's presence there is the reason Landon's not going to be there, or that they're even in a similar situation. I mean, people need to understand. Stuart Holden is in a in, in a comeback. You know, he's in a recovery process. He missed a year and a half of playing time because of the injury, uh, the you know the knee injury that 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 he had overcome. And, and and Klinsman sees him as a key player long term, as someone who, when he's healthy and fully fit, it can be a big part of this team. So he sees that. He sees the fact that you know the the European season is about to come to a close, uh, and the last thing that Holden needs is time off. The guy just had a year and a half off. So he wants to bring him in, have him be part of the team, have him train, and and get him hopefully to a point where he can help out for the Gold Cup and be on that team. Um, and, and there's nothing at all wrong with that. I mean, Stuart Holden is a quality player. Uh, before the injury, the, you know, you could argue he was one of the – can't argue it. He, it was, he was one of the better midfielders in the Premier League. I mean, he was, he was chosen as such. So people need to realize that's a long-term thing. Um, as far as other guys, I mean, I know – the name – and I heard I – heard, that he was going to be on uh, on the team uh, earlier that day, and I just knew that people were going to flip out. But Breck Shea's on the team, and people are like, "Why is he on the team? He hasn't. He doesn't get any minutes for Stoke. This is a travesty." But again, it's a it's a question of a long term a long term move. You know, he's uh, Jurgen Klinsmann sees Breck Shea as as a long term 
key figure on this team. And, and he also was there for the March games, even though he had an injured foot and, you know, and, and all that, he was there, he was with the team. And, and, and so that, that, that counts for something. So, you know, is he better than Landon Donovan right now? I don't know. I don't know if you can say that, but you know, from the standpoint of the fact that he was there in March and the fact that Klinsman sees him as a long-term option, you can understand why Klinsman wants him to be a part of the team now. Well, I, I, what are the? Ch- I just don't. Man, it's just it disappoints me because you see, you know, there's other guys like Bedoya who, who's just having a fabulous season right now. That yeah, I know who could he'll, he'll get his call up to the gold team, but uh, to the gold cup roster. Excuse me, not the gold team. That's horrible to say that um, <laughs> to the roster. But I, it's I, I was just surprised. Those were the two names. I mean, like it makes sense for Holden. I really understand his because you're right. He needs as much playing time as he can possibly get going into August. He cannot take this summer off at all. Some players can take a month. He cannot. He needs to be playing every single day. Shea, I'm, I'm still a little confused on. Um, but when you look up and down the roster, though, Ivis, there's really no other ones that are kind of. Too surprising that step out. I think the most surprising thing that people confused by was the six goalkeeper situation, but that's going to be more of a, a rotation since they're going to have games all over the place type of thing. And and I mean, all those goalkeepers are all guys that you know we all love and, and speak highly of. You know, Tally Hall, Nick Armando, Guzan. I mean, Sean Johnson, Bill Hamid. You know, show the potential as young guys right there. Um, so, well, let, let, really let's, not, really let's, not. Let's, yeah, let me yeah, stop yeah. for a minute with the goalkeeper thing. Just to clarify. I know people saw that number and thought, why in the heck would you have six goalkeepers? But um, they are not going to be together in camp. It's not going to be six goalkeepers in camp together. It's going to basically be three goalkeepers at any one time. And Klinsman's rotating these guys, the MLS goalkeepers, uh, based on where they are in their schedule during these next few weeks. So, you know, when he's when they're in the Midwest, then Sean Johnson's in. When they're in D.C., Bill Hamid's in. When they go to Jamaica, Tally Hall is in, and he doesn't have a game during that period. And then when they come back, obviously Nick Romano will, will stay with them for the for the last two qualifiers, one of which is in Salt Lake. So from that standpoint, you under, you can kind of understand, okay, you know, this is a good way. I mean, for me, I think it's actually a pretty smart way to to not, I guess, hurt MLS teams uh, by bringing in their starting goalkeepers when they're not going to play. I mean, obviously you got Tim Howard and Brad Guzan. You're pretty set. You're, you know, you're, you're not going to need these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, you're not going to wood. You're not going to need these guys to play. But you know, you got to have your third goalkeeper, and this is a good way to, to kind of balance it out and also take a look at a, a bunch of guys. You know, um, so it, it's it's logistically it, it works. So if you're if you're a fan of Dan Kennedy or or Troy Perkins, and you're sitting there going, you know, why isn't our guy getting called in in this army of goalkeepers? You know, logistically, it probably didn't work. So, you know, I, I don't know, you know, because so, I know, I, you know, on Twitter, obviously, people are like, Dan Kennedy, where's Dan Kennedy? Why isn't he getting a look? And it just I, it just didn't work. So, I mean, who knows? You know, if, if the, the national team had trained in L.A., which which was a possibility at one point uh, before they changed up the schedule, maybe maybe Kennedy's there. But obviously, they're, they're, that's not happening. They're going to train in Cleveland uh, before their game against Belgium. And, and so that's why they have six goalkeepers. Is there anything else that surprised you about the roster, though, uh, that that stood out to you name wise, or people didn't get called up, or people did call get called up? I'd say Michael Parkhurst, uh, mm-hmm. a former SBI show guest. I was a little surprised by that um, because you know he hasn't been playing, he hasn't uh, you know been on the field for Augsburg, um, but but you know if there's any if there was any kind of tell on that, I think the fact that one of uh, one of Klinsmann's assistants did go to Germany this past weekend. To see the Augsburg game, um, so so you, you got a sense there that they they had gone to Germany to check in on him and to see where he is mentally and 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 you know is he is even though he hasn't been playing is he ready to contribute and help out if needed and and I think the reason he came in I think is because you know what happened with the the other right backs on the depth chart Steve Sharundalo it sounds like you know his his injury is not a hundred percent recovered or he's not he he's not all the way back so. You know he he couldn't come in, and then you have Tim Chandler, who obviously you know had uh, had that that injury that that cost him the last few games of the Bundesliga season. It looks like he wasn't able to recover in time. So right there, you have two of your top right back options. Um, so that's that's why you end up with a Parkhurst. Even though for me, and I've said it before, I don't understand how you don't bring in Eric Lehigh. I mean, I get it. You know, Parkhurst has been in these games. He's been in these qualifiers. Uh, but I, you know, Eric Lehigh is playing in. Very important games right now for Aston Villa. He hadn't played for months, 
But now he's getting in these games late in the year for Aston Villa, and he's done pretty well. You know, so I, I'm I don't get I don't know what it is. I don't know what like what I don't know what's going to take for Lehigh to get a look from Klinsman. But uh, you know that that for me, I, I thought maybe this would be the time he get you know that he gets a look. Well, let's uh, let's let's talk starting eleven, Ivis. You are the manager. Let's let's now name the starting eleven because I think you and I can get into more discussion on on who should have been on the team. Goalkeeper. Let's just starting eleven for for just let's say every general game because you know we don't need to sit there and be like, well, it could be different for you know Belgium because they're bringing their first team and Germany's bringing their second team. I mean, let's ignore that. Let's just go with starting eleven regardless of of who's coming in. Your starting goalkeeper, Tim Howard, obviously, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay, let's let's go defense here. I mean, Beasley's on the roster, but Fabian Johnson can play that outside wing, uh, outside back. Who do you have uh, as your starting four in defense? Uh, I think it's a pretty safe uh, projection of Jeff Cameron at right back, Matt Beasley and Omar Gonzalez at center back, and Fabian Johnson at left back. Uh, the 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 kind of the wild card in that is center back with whether it's. Beesler or um, Clarence Goodson, and and Beesler's missed. Uh, I think it's three games now with, for Sporting KC uh, with a with an injury. With I think I believe it's knee injury. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, not sure where he is fitness wise at this point. Um, but you know, when you look at those games in March, you know, obviously Goodson had a great game in the snow. Beesler had an outstanding game at Azteca. So. For me, I think I, I I give the edge to Beastler if he's fit and he's ready to go. If his knee, you know, if he, you know, injury, there's no injury issues. I like the Beasley Gonz, uh, Beasley Gonzalez combination. Um, but yeah, I think that's the back four. Beasley did great. I give you know you got to give Demarcus Beasley credit. He did great. Uh, and and it, and I think we talked about it in, in the past. Maybe Beasley, maybe Beasley um, starts to left back and you move a Fabian Johnson into the midfield. Uh, that first game in Belgium could be his hundredth cap. I mean, in Belgium, in Cleveland against Belgium could be Beasley's 100th cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that could be a chance maybe to show that whether it's him or Fabian Johnson who could move up into the midfield. Well, uh, Beasley quickly uh, returned to practice on Wednesday and said that he was ready. And then uh, Peter Vermees said that he's going to uh, slowly bring him back. Um, okay, so as a recap, you have Cameron, uh, Beasley, Gonzalez, and oh my God, I wrote down Beasley for some reason, and Johnson as your back four. <laughs> actually, yes. actually, actually, I should ask you, what's your formation? That should be the more appropriate thing. Uh, I'd say four, four, two, three, one, uh, four, two, three, one slash uh, four, four, two. Depends on how you want to, what you want to call Clint Dempsey's role. Uh, I think he plays behind Josie Altador as as the regular well, starting hold on, unit. Hold on, hold on, stop giving away details. Well, oh, don't ask me about yet. formations then, dude. Well, I'm just asking because I'm just curious. I, I would run a four three three, but we'll get into that a little bit more with a triangle in the middle. We're talking um, about reality, not not coach uh, coach cleverly. We're talking about what Clemson probably will do. Well, that's what. I, okay, I'm just saying that that's what I would want. That's what I'm saying. I'm allowed to offer my my personal opinion here, Ivis, because everyone loves it on this show. Everyone, yeah, um, it gives everyone something to laugh at. Yeah, exactly. Um, come on, Ivis, you, you know that. Uh, let's move up to the midfield. Uh, who's in your midfield? Uh, I'd say obviously Bradley, uh, Michael Bradley, and Jermaine Jones in the middle. Uh, I think you go with the Hercules Gomez Graham Zusi uh, wide pairing that we saw in Mexico City, uh, and and then you know whether or not you call Dempsey a playmaker, or you call him a second striker, or you have him up top as a forward. Uh, I think he's in there, and uh, I know right away. You know, I I, I put I put that projection uh-huh. out uh, yesterday on Thursday, and right off the bat, people were like, "Oh, we, those aren't we. We don't have wingers." See, and, the, and okay, it's that's amazing how many say. people kill Graham Zusi. And you know, I, my theory on it now is, a lot of the people who are so down on Graham Zusi do not watch MLS, um, because and, and it's true because I I, I kind of checked out the profile profiles on Twitter of some of the people who are. Ripping it in the God, most. Look at and, look at and, you stalking much. No, I, well, you know, if people are hitting, you know, throwing message at me, I mean, you just click a button and you can see what they what their back, you know, whatever it says on their bio thing, and it's almost always invariably like European teams, no MLS teams in their bio, and and so if you if if you if your only reference point for Graham Zusi is is his national team games, then I can see how you'd say maybe oh you know he's not like this dynamic player like a Landon Donovan and he's he's not going to help your offense but I don't think that's fair either I mean you got to look at the context of the games that he's actually had to play in I mean I, I still remember against Jamaica in Columbus I thought he was outstanding in that game so you know I, I think him he's played a lot on the wing for Kansas City uh, lately and Hercules Gomez has played almost mm-hmm. exclusively on the wing for Santos Laguna so 
you know, are they the most pure wingers you'll ever find? No, but they can play the positions and, uh, you know, people, I don't think people should look at that Mexico game and say, oh, well, but I, but I think this is the but this is the argument that people and this is why I want to get to the formation because when when you lay this down and you look at Gomez and Zuzi, I, I think you're right. I think Zuzi is underrated on the wing. I think he's fabulous, and Gomez is going to work his ass off all game on that wing. I, but I think the problem is people are going to sit there and be like, "Oh, well, we need a natural guy like Landon Donovan in there on the wing, dropping balls in left and right, making runs." That that's I think that's the general concern, Ivis. It seems like for everyone is are these guys going to be able to deliver the way they should in, in in this formation? I mean, you you think they will? Yes. I think it, depending on the opponent. I mean, obviously against Mexico, when you're playing Mexico in Azteca, and with all everything they have in their attack, it just becomes that much tougher to uh, you know to really create chances to mm-hmm. go at. And and that's the thing too. Like I, I, you, it's funny you mentioned Landon Donovan. I do think Landon Donovan it can be a dynamic option on the wing. See, Absolutely. that's what I'm saying. But but. When you talk about Mexico, like he's played, I've seen Landon Donovan play against Mexico and struggle um, in those same kind of situations. And so, anyone who actually thinks that if it would have been Landon Donovan instead of Graham, 2013 Landon Donovan, mind you, not because I feel a lot of people are stuck in in the past when it comes to Landon Donovan because he is not the player he was. I mean, he's still a good player, but I feel like it's almost like the legend of Landon Donovan that's living in the brains of a lot of U.S. fans. I I think everyone has the 2002 World Cup implanted, you know brainwash into their minds right well that's the thing I, I don't i think you know he and that's the thing that it's almost like the luxury of, of of he's missed he's missed so many national team games now that people's reference points for him <laughs> have to be from years ago because he's missed so many games i mean the only you know obviously people will remember that scotland game where where he you know he he hits a hat trick against you know, a bunch of oh, yeah, uh, you know, hungover and yeah. sunburned Scottish guys who, who, Stop had, it. who had no interest nice. in playing in that game. That's not nice. But then, hey, how many people can remember the Brazil game uh, that like, a, you know, in that same week when Landon Donner was absolutely just outclassed and was an absolute well, non-factor. The whole, in that team game. Got, so, the whole team got spanked in that game. No, you're right. But he was he was horrible. And and. That that Scotland game aside, I mean, I don't know how many games you could you could honestly say that he stood out in. Um, so, but the the whole point of the whole thing is that you know it, it's a little unfair to people to look at that Mexico game in Azteca and say, oh, our you know the wingers aren't good enough. They they didn't produce. They didn't generate. And like you know what, mm-hmm. there's no there's no way to sit there and say that Landon Donovan, if he's in Azteca that night, is running up and down and dominating Mexico and creating chances. That I, I, no, I don't see that. I mean. I can remember him in Azteca in August, mm-hmm. and what did he do there? I mean, he was he wasn't really a factor there either. Even before the injury, obviously he got hurt in that game and had to come out. Um, but he wasn't a factor in that game either before the injury. So I, I think people, I think it's a little easy to to kind of let the the, the 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 good memories of what every all the great things that Landon Donovan has done and assume that that is exactly what you're going to get. When he comes on the field, um, I'm not saying Graham, you know, Zussi is Cristiano Ronaldo or Hercules Gomez is, is you know, tearing down the wing and, and, and is a pure winger. But I think those guys can get the job done, especially against the teams you're going to play now. I mean, you're talking about Panama, Jamaica, Panama. These aren't necessarily teams that, that have great defenses. You know, I think I think there's an opportunity there for this midfield, this attack to create chances. Um, and let's go to the forward. Uh, that would only leave one pos- uh, position left as your forward. Who, who would that be? You know who it is. It's Josie Altidore. I you don't know. know. It I could mean, have been Terrence Boy. You know. <laughs> Listen, Ter- <laughs> I, I know he hasn't scored a goal since 2011 for the national team. But folks, it com- if 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 the midfield gets the job done, if the midfield creates chances, he will score. Josie Altidore will score. He will find goals. And and I think it. One of the best things to come out of this roster announcement is the fact that he will not be forced to sit out training camp because Azed wants him to, you know, get his rest. He's he's resting right now. He's he's got like about two weeks off or ten days off since their end of their season, but he will report to camp when it starts, which is uh, on the twenty sixth. So uh, U.S. fans should be pretty happy about that because you know it's a safe bet. He you know he'll still be fit. He won't have any any incidents like last summer when when obviously he sat out, didn't work out like at, at the right level, and then he just he struggled to get his fitness back, and and he wasn't really a factor in all those games last summer. I think now he's going to be fit. He's with the team from the beginning of camp, and and I think he is set up to have a big summer. 
I uh, I would give your starting eleven like a, a B plus. I think maybe like a B. Right. I mean, it's really the same team that we saw <laughs> in. Uh, well, it that that's what it is. I well, mean, I, well I'm giving no your I'm giving your choices a B plus, Ivis. Uh, oh I, well, I'm th- again. <laughs> these are the choices I believe Jurgen Klinsmann will make. These aren't necessarily the choices I would make. But I understand. Well, okay. Well, well, one one of the things I, I I always find intriguing is is when we talk about bench players in who who do you think can actually receive some significant playing time? I mean, Marcus uh, Marcus Beasley maybe coming off as a super sub. Sasha Kleschen, could we see him feature one of the games? He's playing some important games right now uh, in Belgium. Uh, Terrence Boyd's having a very good year. Who who could we see off the bench as uh, as guys as realistic options? Because I don't I don't think I mean. St- Holden and Shea, I don't think, are coming off the bench anytime soon. Besides them, who else could we possibly see? I'll tell you what. Joe Corona is a player who, you know, based on comments made by Klinsman, mm-hmm. is a guy who I think could. You know, he, he he's obviously playing. Uh, he's starting for Club Tijuana. They're, they're, you know, having their great run in Copa Libertadores, and he's done well in, in, in those games. You had Klinsman actually went to Sao Paulo to watch the game between them and Palmeiras. That you know they knocked out Palmeiras in, in the round of sixteen. Uh, and Klinsman mentioned Corona by name as an option on the right wing. Mm-hmm. So I think from that standpoint. I think we're going to see Corona play a bigger role this time around. I don't know if he ends up being a starter, but I do think he's someone who should now start to get some more important minutes. Well, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. Belgium's bringing their uh, their first team, so we're going to see uh, Hazard and his brother. His brother. I didn't realize that his brother also signed with Chelsea. How nice is that? Older brother gets a job, and he gets you one too. Um, and then they're also bringing over uh, Company and then uh, Fellaini. So uh, Belgium's bringing over a pretty strong team. Germany, on the other hand, uh, a lot of their guys are going to be wrapped up with uh, with some with some club games. Also, Germany doesn't have a World Cup game coming up either on their schedule, so they're bringing over um, a n- not a strong team, but still. But both these games are a good opportunity for the U.S. to uh, to to get things off on the right foot. Hopefully, the right foot and not and not the wrong foot. Right. Well, as far as the Germany team goes, listen. Obviously, they're missing uh, all, pretty much all the Bayern Munich players and most of the of Borussia Dortmund players. But don't get it twisted. That team still has talent. That team is still going to be a good test. Um, I know some of the guys uh, are coming in late. To I think I believe Miroslav Klose, uh, who plays for Lazio and will play in the Coppa Italia against mm-hmm. Michael Bradley, he's coming specifically for that U.S. game. Um, so it's, that's going to be a tough test. And, uh, you know, while they're not necessarily – it's not really their first team, I, I believe Germany, you know, Germany is a team that is – you know, they're, they're a deep team. They have a lot of talent coming in. And, you know, it, it'll be an experimental group, experimental group but it's still by you know, all I, means I, a, a tough test. I have a question. Um, it, it, would, it would seem that the U.S. would probably want to schedule not, not a cupcake opponent but someone you could get an easy victory over is there a reason why they scheduled kind of two tough opponents well i think klinsman believes that if you test the team and really push the team then when they get to these Concacaf games it's gonna you know they're gonna be at a higher level because it's you know it's kind of like you know if you're like you know if you're hitting the hitting the weights in the gym and you know you, you never lift more than 100 pounds then mm-hmm. you know what's gonna happen when you know you have to lift when you have to lift more, like a real weight. Well, so, I know, I know, but I, you know, it would have been nice to see, you know, like a 10, 10 to nil victory over like Faroe Islands or someone like that. You was, know? Well, come on, what is that? <laughs> okay, mean, not them, right? but you know what I mean. Someone, listen, the gold, so, someone coming, that we could the gold beat. cups coming. The U.S. plays Belize in Portland. That has, you know, that can absolutely be a blot. Even even if obviously it's going to be a U.S. B team, um, but you know, hey, that B team's looking pretty good. I just want to throw that out there. I mean, oh, you're yeah, gonna have absolutely. you're gonna have Donovan on that team. You're gonna have uh, Beckerman on that team. Uh, Bedoya. Uh, we could see maybe uh, Gat on that team. There, there's there's gonna be some very good talent on that Gold Cup team. I, in, intriguing talent. I think that's I think the I'd best you, way to put it. I, I'm excited. The Gold Cup's gonna be fun for me because it's gonna be a lot of guys who are who are gonna be you know trying to play themselves up to that senior team and a lot of younger guys too that. You know, we're going to be able to see one significant minutes and also see it in America versus, you know, trying to find a feed in Europe or something like that. Uh, not, it's going to be it, that team. It, it's going to be a young team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also going to be some MLS guys that, uh, you know, yeah. that if they have it, if they have it in a good season. I mean, like you, funny you mentioned uh, Kyle Beckerman. Uh, but you know, I think there's other MLS guys. I mean, maybe like an Amobi Akugo, 
or uh, you know George John, some of the defenders. Um, I think those guys will make it make it an interesting one. But when you talk about well, George, the European George guys, John's having a good season for FC Dallas. Well, he's been hurt. He's been missing a bunch of games now lately. So you don't you know what he has to get, before he got hurt. He was having a good yes, he was a good season. But I know the U.S. fans want to see jo- Josh Gat. Oh yeah, want to see Mi- Mix Discrude. Those are like the two you know kind of unknown commodities uh that you know they've seen glimpses of in friendlies and and and, and you know they're exciting because they're young and you know i can't i can't wait for gat dude his speed is just oh right but you know what he's still raw and that's what people need to you know he's, he's a great kid and he's he's an unbelievable athlete um but he's raw you know that's i don't think people you know, i wrote wrote a feature about him uh you got know, a chance to to you know sit with him and, and his and his father and interview them and do a story on him and you know he he he's a little on the raw side still, but he's he's come a long way as a player. Um, you know he he's kind of he was kind of late bloomer to soccer, you know, and uh, you know he played other sports. Um, but I mean he he, I think he's still like not even close to his ceiling yet in terms of uh, from a technical standpoint. Like he's still developing that part of his game. I mean the guy can run past anybody. Oh yeah, but you know he's only twenty one. Right, he's still developing. He's still. The, the, my point is, he's still developing, and people should maybe slow down with with the expectations. He's coming along. He 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 landed in a great spot, and you have to give him credit to be you know an eighteen year old kid and and just dive into the whole European scene and kind of sink or swim. And he 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 swam and he, he made it. He's doing really well now. Um, Discrude's an interesting one. I, it, it you know the the latest out of Europe is that he isn't gonna go with the. Uh, Norwegian under 21 national team so that would make you that would lead you to believe that he plans on playing for the US and uh I'd love to see him in the gold cup I tell you what cuz he you know you, you want to see him, finally see what he can do you know I don't mm-hmm. yeah he he's had some national team looks and, and obviously with the U23s you know he he showed some flashes but I haven't seen it yet haven't seen the real deal oh man this guy's a real difference maker yet obviously he scored the goal against Russia He's had moments. He had the assist on uh, on um, Agudelo's goal in South Africa, what seems like a hundred years ago. Uh, but you want to see him in some in some real games as a starter, and I think the Gold Cup would be a great chance for him. Um, well, that uh, I was. We're gonna have probably every show the next three months are gonna be dedicated to parts of U.S. Men's National Team. Oh, that's all it's gonna be, and you know, in the, when the team gets together in a couple weeks, and and then once we hit the road. Uh, we we are wait we're taking this show on the road. Well, I don't know about you, oh. but I would be I will be on the road. I will probably most likely be in Cleveland. I'll be in Washington. I'll be in Seattle. Um, so you know, see that's for, what for, the, that's what the show should do. We should like try to get like a college game day thing and get like a van or something like that or a bus, <laughs> a and, van. Then, and then you and oh, I man. can drive to like locations. You know, and, and one like, day, one day, and when, like, when we, we make it big, and somebody there. finally buys the show. You know, we could throw like sponsors a, us. We could throw like a sick tailgate. You know, get a couple keg, <laughs> get a couple kegs. You know, have a good time. Uh, we don't need. You know, we don't need a show for that. We can just do that. That is true. <laughs> I think maybe. Hey, tell you what. If I go to Salt Lake, maybe we'll have a SBI tailgate. I, I serious. Uh, I will go. I, I I you know I already told you about this. If you go to Salt Lake, I will drive up. I will drive nice. up for that. All right. All I'm right. serious. If you, if you I'm, thinking go, of, I'm thinking about Salt Lake. I'm thinking about Salt Lake. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> that'd be fun. Um, I was, uh Well, that that uh, let, let's let's pause on the U.S. Men's National Team talk because we're going to talk about it all the time. Um, and there's, I'm sure there's going to be more to talk about as things goes on. Go on. Let's uh, let's transition over to uh, to MLS and um, uh, throughout the week. I, I think what also made the Landon Donovan talk even even more was the fact his performance on Wednesday over the uh, Philadelphia Union Galaxy getting the 4-1 to victory over there. But I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that uh, Keane was back, and Keane had a very good game. And uh, the Galaxy, after after kicking the tires for two games, they get a, they get a victory back over Philadelphia. And uh, But I, I think that had a lot to do with uh, the talk, you know what I mean? Donovan having a good game, then everyone could say, whoa, blah, 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 one of those type of things. Right. I mean, I think you, you know, U.S. fans were already up in arms uh, when the report, when the Sports Illustrated report mm-hmm. came out on Tuesday that Landon Donovan wasn't wasn't going to be on the team on the national team, uh, so when he went out and had a monster game or a monster you know monster twenty minute stretch there in the second half, 
uh, to blow that game open. I mean, that just added fuel to the fire. You know, it was like throwing gasoline on the, on the flame. And, uh, you know, you got to give him credit. You know, he uh, he went out there and they, and they really picked apart that Union defense, uh, especially late in the game. I mean, it, you know, people who didn't watch that game and just saw the 4-1 scoreline will probably think, oh, well, the Galaxy dominated that game from start to finish. And they really didn't. They actually, the game was 1-1 in the 71st minute. And uh, and that's when the Union just fell apart. Um, you know, they got tired. Cleberson, uh, you know, the Brazilian who I thought actually did really well for them, uh, he clearly got tired later in the game. I don't I, I don't get why John Hackworth didn't take him out, why he kind of just left him out there for 90 minutes. But once he got tired and, and once the defense kind of, started giving up space in front of the back four. I mean, Donovan really just exploited it, exploited it to death. And they scored three goals in, in, a, in a flash, you know. Six, I think it was three goals in 16 minutes. Yep. And, and Ray Gaddis, uh, poor guy, you know, he got, he, he got torched in all three goals. He had a hand, I think he had a hand in, in each of the goals uh, being scored kind of in his general vicinity. Uh, but, you know, you have to give Landon credit. He, you know, he, he he was hit. He hit a great corner that led to an own goal. And then he helped had a hand in the other three goals. So he played a part in four goals that night. And uh, and, you know, he's motivated. You know, he feels like, well, I should be in the national team. This is a joke. I am going to show everybody that I should be there. And and in my eyes, I think, hey, you know what? For everyone that's killing Klinsman about about him not getting called up. If it if if him snubbing Donovan and yes I will call it a snub because I believe that any time a player who could be on a team doesn't get called then that you can call that a snub if that lights a fire under Donovan and gets him going again and gets him into that Gold Cup team and te- and has him tear up the Gold Cup and and then goes into September you know on fire then you know what then this will all have been worth it this will because you know. <laughs> I tell you what, no, because you think about it, man. You know when a player, when a player has that kind of motivation, I know, when but a this player just, is it, reminded, when a player is reminded that nothing is guaranteed, that they are not owed anything, and there's no, and that's the thing that kills me a lot. You know, I've heard so many fans say, "Well, Landon's earned his place on the team," and I'm like, "Listen, folks, this is not a tenured position as a college professor. It, your, your past, uh, your past accomplishments don't all, you know, you don't just." get a position for life you know that that's not reality he has to earn it back and 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 who knows you know i think i think it could work out great i think if he gets motivated and he finds his form i think i absolutely can see Landon donovan in a starting lineup for the u.s in san jose costa rica and in columbus against mexico absolutely could see that i just this is it's it's, it's playing out like a movie you know good player Walks away from the game, comes back. No one wants him. Plays his way back up. Makes the team again. It just right. it just seems like a exactly. movie, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. It, it, you know what? There might be a method to the madness. You know, I, I know. And, and, uh, you're right. I mean, come October, you and I could all the conversation we're gonna have now. We could look back on and go, well, that was a waste of breath. You know? No, I mean it's it's good to talk about, and and, and obviously it's a it's something that people. are I feel really strongly about, you know, we did, we had a poll on SBI asking, asking readers, you know, mm-hmm. should he be on or shouldn't he be on? And it was 70, I believe it was 76% thought he should be on. And then 23% didn't think he should be on. Uh, so it's not 99 to one. It's, I mean, there, there is a section of fans that get it or, or that they under, they, they're seeing uh Klinsman side. They're seeing the, the, the reasoning behind it. And, and, and for me, or their you know, heart or their hearts are made of ice that that could be the case. Nah. Yeah. Uh, look, I, <laughs> this is what gets me right. This group that's called in uh-huh. is pretty much the same team. Exactly. That put together these great results in March and no, they didn't beat anybody four nil. They didn't play beautiful soccer and dominate, but they went out and got the results. The team needed when the pressure was on. So, why all of a sudden is are, are all these people in kind of panic mode mm-hmm. when the same group, along with some players who are now back from injury, are ready to go into into these games against against teams that they can beat? You know, like this is the same group plus a healthy Jermaine Jones because you know obviously Jermaine Jones missed the Mexico game with the with the leg injury with a healthy Fabian Johnson with a healthy Tim Howard. That is so if, if the group that got four points in March comes in now and had and adds these guys and are playing teams that you know you can and should beat in jamaica in panama at home and honduras at home what are people freaking out about because the because landon donovan isn't on the team like 
Just have some perspective, folks. This team is actually not a. This team is a pretty good team, and a pretty deep team. Uh, pe- so people are always gonna find something wrong with the team. You know that, Ivis. I know. Well, yeah, so people well, it's also, it's always there's always and he's earned his fans because he's he's obviously been amazing for the national team through the years. And he's had great hairstyles over the year too. That's well, another thing too. I, I think I won't go that far, but <laughs> <laughs> I think people just need to live in the now and realize that you know. What matters is now, not what happened in 2002, not what happened in 2010. What matters is the now. And if, if what happens now leads to Landon Donovan tearing it up in September and, and, and closing things out, and most importantly, being a key figure on this world on the World Cup team a year from now, mm-hmm. then this is all going to be worth it. If you make it too easy for him, if he can take a break, miss three very important qualifiers, and waltz back into the national team, what kind of message does that send to him, and what kind of message does that, does that send to his teammates? I don't. I, I firmly believe that those are not good. That though that would not send good. That would not send a good message to either of them. Because if anything, it would make him. It it would make Donovan feel entitled and make him feel like, yeah, you know, I can pretty much do what I want. Mm-hmm. And it would also send a message to the teammates that, you know, this guy can pretty much do whatever he wants. He can skip games. He can choose, pick and choose when he wants to come in. That's you can't have that reality. That you can't. Uh, that's just you can't do it. That's not that, that. That's not fair to the other guys on the team. It's not fair to the guys who were on the field in those games, in those big games, when he was in you know Bangkok or somewhere. You know, like he was in Ca- I mean, he, he was in Cambodia, wherever he was. It's you know, Cambodia. He was he, I think somewhere he went, that I think he hang, went to uh, Hangover. Two or three, I think. Maybe. No, no, was, Hangover Two I, went I to Bangkok, and I've been to Bangkok. It sucks. No one go there. It's sure, the you worst. have. To. I'm well, serious. Listen. It's the worst. It's the worst city in the world. All right, we're getting off the thing here. Listen, so I, I get it, folks. I get, I get the angst. I get the, but he's our guy. He's the legend. He's done everything. He's World Cup hero. You know, like I get the emotion, but at the same time, I like I, I think people just are ignoring a lot of a lot of different aspects of this thing and they have to look at it not from their own emotional attachment standpoint but from the team standpoint the team chemistry standpoint and and, and also his his own you know his own mental makeup standpoint because like do you really want to hand the keys to a guy mm-hmm. who three months ago didn't even know if he wanted to play soccer anymore you know what i mean like yeah. like how do you do that like how do you just say oh okay yeah oh you you want to play okay here you go here now here are the keys to our qualifying fate. Uh, no, you know, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I get it. I get why he was left off. And I know a lot of people don't. But I think, you know, before anyone starts screaming, uh, screaming out that, the, you know, the sky is falling. Look at this team and look at the and look at the road ahead and ask yourself, do you really think this team isn't going to get it done or can't get it done? Have you already forgotten the games in March and, and how these guys, you know, stepped up in Azteca and got a result in Azteca, uh, you know, and won that game in the snow? Like, I'm sorry, folks. Have a little more faith in this team. Look at the, look at what they've done and look at the guys that are there now. I, I'll, I think that I think Landon will be there in September. I think he'll be there in the Gold Cup. But I, I totally get why he's not there now. Look at you, man. Fired up. Love it. I don't know. I just... It's, I see the other side of it, and, and and I get why U.S. fans, why a lot of U.S. There's, fans, why a lot of Landon fans are upset about it. Well, like you said, there's only four guys who did not uh, get called up that were at that Mexico that were at that Mexico game. Um, so you're right; it, it is it is literally almost the exact same team minus four guys. Um, I was, we, we 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 got back into national team talk. We need to get back into MLS. <laughs> we keep getting sucked. That, that's right you, in. man. That's you getting fired up. Um, that's what people want to talk about. I, so, I you know, know, I know, I know. But there's a percentage of our fans that listen that love it when you and I break down MLS action because you know what that means. MLS That's right, Ivis. It's our MLS weekend preview. First game I'm looking at is going to be in your backyard, New York and L.A. Both teams coming into this game. New York with a little bit of a beaten streak going. L.A. getting a victory right there. New York playing better as of late. Defense looking stronger. Keen's back for the Galaxy. Donovan's motivated. It's going to be an exciting game. What's your take? Well, you know, the Red Bulls are on a roll right now. They're 4-0-1. In their last five, they're in first place right now, actually, in the Eastern Conference. Mm. Uh, but I'm not sure they have faced a test quite like the Galaxy 
during that run. Um, you know, they played Montreal with Montreal resting several players, including Marco Devaio, who didn't start in that game and mm-hmm. but came on and scored a goal. I think this LA team. Uh, I think Bruce Arena made it clear that he you know he was going to probably mix up his lineup a bit. So I don't know if we're definitely going to see Robbie Keane uh, start in this game or you know have Robbie Keane and Landon Donovan. I mean, you hope so, obviously, just because of the you know the quality of, mat- of the matchup. And who knows? Maybe Bruce Arena's blown smoke, and maybe he's going to put his first choice lineup out there. If he does that, I tell you what, man, there's going to be goals galore in this game, uh, just because I think L.A. when they have Keane and Donovan together, Keane, Donovan, and McGee. Uh, you know, they can pick anybody apart. And uh, I think the Red Bulls are a bit of a vulnerable team. They, defensively, they, they, they've tightened things up a bit. You know, they, they, they've looked pretty good uh, in these last few weeks. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. I just think it's tough. It's tough to, to really hold that L.A. team down. On the other side, um, you know, I think L.A. LA's defense, you know, hasn't been quite as stingy as they, they have been in the past. Uh, I think it's me. It's always a great matchup when you get Omar Gonzalez paired up against Terry Henry. Uh, that is that's always a good battle, and uh, I think that that you know it's gonna be interesting to see how they deal with that, how, how L A deals with Henri, uh, who's been on re- on some really good form at home lately, and Tim Cahill, who you know Tim Cahill, I think has really come mm-hmm. on strong. Uh, you want to see how he matches up against LA's uh, solid midfield. Well, Dax Bacardi also uh, returned to training this week, so he wants uh, obviously his goal is to play this weekend. Who do you think is gonna win this game, Iris? I need a prediction from you. Uh. I, it's tough, man. If LA hadn't played on Wednesday, if they were fully rested, I'd, I'd say LA in a heartbeat. Uh, but I, I just wonder how how that is going to affect their legs. And I think the Red Bulls are playing really well now. Oh, but yeah, it. but the LA's shown that they have a considerable bench this year. It's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Rec- right. Well, reckon, I mean, they, they, they're missing a bunch of guys for a while. You know, Keane and Todd Donovan were out uh, for a while, and Todd mm-hmm. Donovan did show some signs of rust on Wednesday. Uh, in that game, um, yeah, it's a, you know what? I'm gonna go tie. I'm gonna say two two tie. Okay. What do you say? What do you say? Uh, I'll go with New York. You're welcome. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> Dallas Seattle is another game that that is extraordinarily intriguing. Dallas, you know, we talked about having a fabulous season right now. They're on top of the West with 24 points, six point lead over Portland Timbers in second. I, pinch yourself that that's actually. That's actually the standings update. I, I don't think anyone would have predicted that at the beginning of the season. Um, Seattle, though, Ivis, they look on fire right now. Lots of players coming back for, uh, to full health. OFA Martins is almost there. Um, I think Seattle can get the victory here, but with Seattle, it's going to be interesting going forward because they're going to have a lot of guys back, and they're going to have to make some tough decisions over who's going to get playing time and who's not going to get playing time. Right, I mean that's 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 one of those good problems. Uh, I believe yeah. that, that's a line from a movie, actually. Um, I tell you what, man. If you look at the schedule, I mean, uh, not schedule. If you look at the records, you might think, "Oh, FC Dallas is a heavy favorite. They have to be. They have the best record in the league." Mm-hmm. Listen, for me, I put my money on Seattle. I think they're really finding their form, and they're looking more and more like that kind of powerhouse team that you thought they'd be coming into the year. Um, as you said, you know, they they've gotten healthier and healthier. Um, and now they, you know, they, they're going to have their, their comp, mostly their full complement of players uh, for that game. Um, I think Dallas, you know, when you talk about George John being injured, uh, I, I'm not sure about David Ferreira's status. Of a, you know, I think if he can't, if you don't have George John and David Ferreira uh, expecting to go up to Seattle and get a result, is going to be pretty tough. So I have to go with the Sounders. I think maybe Eddie Johnson has has himself a game and uh, and get you know gets off to a. Get it gets things rolling before he uh, joins the national team. Seattle's just they just they're just they're going to be scary here soon. Very scary about maybe another well, week and a half when they're fully healthy. I know well, I mean, they're going to have now, Eddie but, Johnson go away now yeah. for a few weeks, so so they're not going to have their full squad even even now even in these few weeks. That, you know he's going to go away next week. Um, but it's going to give other people opportunities. You know, you, I'm not sure about o, Femi Martin's uh, his international situation. Uh, but when you talk about a guy like Lamar Nagel, um, someone like Steve Zakawani, um, you know, you, you want to see those guys step up. Obviously, Nagel did step up this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but their defense, man, I tell you what, their defense is only allowed, I believe, two goals in their last five games. That's a that's a pretty good 
defensive record. And, um, you know, I, I think they, they've really tightened okay, well, things well, up. Well, so, so you know, Georgian, uh, he stayed home. He did not right. make the trip. David Ferreira did make the trip. Right. So, well, yeah, what, so, what, so okay. I mean, no George John. Well, I'm just saying, I, I don't know if I, if that, I, wanted, I wanted to help out you make your prediction. That, that's it. I just want to help you out here. I no, appreciate it. You're no, yeah, no, the, the word out of, yeah, the word out of Dallas was that London Woodbury, the rookie, is probably going to start again. So he's done, he's not done badly. He's, I, got, I give it to him. The, the homegrown, Dallas homegrown player hasn't done badly. But when you're talking about Seattle and the challenges they present and Mauro Rosales looking like that kind of MVP caliber playmaker that he can be, uh, my, you gotta go with you gotta go with Seattle in this game. Um, uh, we didn't talk about this the other day. Your boy uh, Walker Zimmerman, he uh, he made his debut the other day. Our boy, the first uh, one of the first guests. Oh, he was the guest on the inaugural episode of God. the SBI show. So it's uh, it was good to you know. I mean, he made a cameo at the end of the game. So um, you know that he's still coming along. He's still working his way back from injury. But I mean. From a symbolic standpoint, it's big for him to just get back close to that that action because, you know, he's still a player who, you know, if he's healthy, he's going to be a big part of that U.S. under-20 national team. Um, and there's some competition now. I mean, if John Anthony Brooks um, ends up picking the U.S. <laughs> and playing for the U.S., uh, all of a sudden you have Brooks as a center back who's, you know, he's going to be a starter, let's face it, if he's on the U-20 team. You have Shane O'Neill who has been a, become a regular starter for, uh, for the Colorado Rapids now. Um, so if you're Walker Zimmerman, all of a sudden you're facing some pretty stiff competition for a starting job on that U-20 team. You know, I, uh, I got to be more careful when I bring up certain players. Once again, we get back to national team talk. I need to think better when I, when I bring up certain players from now on. It's what everyone wants to talk about, I man. Know, all I you got to do is go on I SBI know, and I look know. at the comments sections. For, for the different posts and, uh, you know, uh, your average MLS uh, post will get you 15, 20 comments. And then and then you look at the U.S. roster announcement and you're talking oh, like yeah. 400, 350 and comments. The comments are hilarious. Um, let's talk about a team that I want to talk about. Real Salt Lake taking on Chivas USA. This game, uh, interesting for maybe, I guess, the storyline off the field. But uh, quickly, Real Salt Lake. Um, a lot of players are turned back to health this week, and that, that's important for them. They, they've done well with their bench, but now it looks like uh, Robbie Finley is also is going to be returning here soon. Uh, Sabarillo is going to be returning. Borchers is coming back. Um, but I think the biggest thing is the Carlos Slim news coming out of Mexico that he may be purchasing the Chivas brand. Ivis, uh, interesting developments that, that occurred as of late. Right. It, Thursday night was definitely an interesting night on that front uh, when, when, you know, stuff started to surface. And, and I started getting phone calls from the L.A. area code uh, from, a, from a couple of sources out there who, who basically confirmed that, you know, Chivas USA is in play. And, uh, you know, whether it's Carlos Slim buying them or it's MLS, uh, you know, taking the team off of the hands of Jorge Vergara, mm-hmm. it did. Seems on the surface like something's going to happen with that team. Um, the latest this morning is that is that uh, allegedly Carlos Slim wants to buy Chivas Guadalajara, but he wants no part of Chivas USA. He's pretty much like, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Um, and and that's the holdup because you know apparently that you know they're not going to sell one without the other. It's kind of like you have to take our our trash with our treasure, you know. So uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I know, I, 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 that's, what it is. I know. Uh, so it, it, it's it's an interesting situation there because you know if Chivas USA, if someone buys them, if MLS buys them, uh, if MLS pays off Vergara Jorge Vergara, and 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 kind of takes control of the team, which isn't out of the realm of possibility, mm-hmm. um, then you're talking about the possibility of that club or that team franchise being flipped into another market, into another market that's looking to expand in MLS. Um, because I just, it, the, you know, the whole Chivas USA idea. I mean, once, once Vergara is not the owner, uh, and once that whole connection to Guadalajara is not there anymore, there is no more Chivas USA. So, if that's what goes down, then you're talking about the possibility of maybe an extra team, an extra market that is trying to get in via expansion can get into the league that way. And I think for MLS's sake. That's the best case scenario, you know, because yeah. Chivas USA is not working. You know, they 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 have no imprint on their market. You know, they have no marketing presence. They have no TV deal. 
it's it's a dying club, and it's unfortunate uh, because I mean, hey, they have some fans, and that's the big you know the running joke last night uh, from some Twitter peeps on Twitter is all oh, you know they don't have fans, and you know you're not going to offend anyone talking about them because they don't have any fans. They have listen, they have fans, folks. They might not have as many fans as. Portland or Seattle or you know places like that, but they do have fans, and you got to feel for those fans because, I mean, any no one deserves to have their team taken away from them. But I mean, at this point, it kind of almost seems inevitable. What are the chances? I, I I love the scenarios that people had last night. Like, oh, he's going to buy the team, move him to New York, and then Orlando's going to get the team. I, I I mean, the speculation last night was was quite entertaining on everyone's behalf. Well, the interesting part is is that. David Beckham's retirement, which hey, that's oh, another thing God. we didn't even touch on yet. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll yeah, talk about it the only end. took an hour to, uh, which you know what? I give us some credit. You know, we went a whole hour. We didn't. Well, we didn't I go. wanted to talk about him and sure Palatelli I mean, in the beginning it. of you know, the show. You know, you have his poster on your wall. And all. No, Listen. I wanted. It's, it's, stop it. Details, <laughs> Ivis. Details. I think it's interesting that you know Beckham, who does have the the you know he has a, a right or a clause. He has the option to buy an MLS expansion team. Uh, so it's interesting that, you know, when he retires, now this stuff starts to surface. So, who you know, uh, a popular theory out there is is that MLS, set, uh, you know, flips that franchise to Beckham and Beckham moves into Miami. Um, I know really? folks in Florida would love that. I'm sure every player who ever wanted to play in the MLS and live in Miami would love that. Um, but, you know, again, at this point, that's pure speculation. That's pure kind of a pie-in-the-sky thing. Uh, it, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying it's unrealistic. But as of right now, uh, nothing on that front has emerged yet. Well, uh, okay, let's let's talk about the game now. Um, Chivas USA. I, I we, we keep saying it that the magic's gone. Season's really now starting to go into a tailspin. Um, is is there any hope for them to to maybe right the ship and and win some games here soon, or, or is it kind of the writing's on the wall? No man, it's like the cloud is. It's like the scenes in the day after tomorrow when the storm is coming and there's just nothing you can do about it. It's got to be a tough thing there, you know. If you're on that team, you know the ownership situations in limbo. You know your head coach has doesn't even have control over decisions being made on the team. Um, you, you trade away one of your best players. Uh, it, it, it's it, that stuff's got to be unsettling. It really does, and uh, it's unfortunate for you know when you talk about for for those guys on that team and like a guy like a Dan Kennedy who's such mm-hmm. a top class player and a and a and a, and a real pro's pro. I mean, you know, you feel for those guys because it's like they're on the Titanic almost, you know. And it's crazy how how things change in a month. A month ago, we were talking about oh man, Chivas USA, they've <laughs> surprised everybody, they've shocked the world. Chaley sees a mastermind, and you know what? I tell you what, it, 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 you almost feel for him now because he's in he's in an, well, he's in a completely uh, a completely bad position. He's a completely uh, you know no win situation. I mean, he the the ownership group's in limbo. He's got his front office just doing what they want, and not even necessarily including him in the conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he's struggling with a team. That isn't good enough. He's struggling with a team that needs, you know, three, four players, quality players, a team that's not, uh, you know, they're not using all their money. They're not using all their cap money. And they just traded away a first round pick. Now, listen, I'll tell you what, that Gabriel Farfan trade, Gabe Farfan could end up being a good player. I think he was, you know, misused uh, in Philly. You know, he's not a fullback. He played left back there because, you know, the midfield was, 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 there was a lot of, there were a lot of midfielders. You know, some you know, under normal circumstances, I you know, I think Gabriel Farfang, maybe he could come to Chivas USA and actually play well. Um, but it's a mess there, man. It is an absolute mess. And uh, you know, until something happens, best case scenario for a Chivas USA player slash fan is that Carlos Slim does buy them and decides, you know what, maybe I, I want to have a strong team in LA. I I'm only the second richest man on the planet. Let me throw a few dollars down and, and build a winner in, in LA. That's the best case scenario. Unfortunately, that doesn't seem like a realistic scenario. The more realistic scenario is Chivas USA plays out the season 2013 and an MLS sells them and, and you know, it moves them this off, next offseason uh, to somewhere, you know, whether it's Orlando, Miami, 
you know, San Antonio, Atlanta. I mean, you know, any of these markets that that have kind of long been mentioned as potential MLS markets. Uh, you know, if you're MLS, Phoenix. All those- <laughs> Excuse me, that's Phoenix. That's Wolf. Phoenix Wolf territory. They they got that unlocked. Stop uh, it. <laughs> Is that even a team? I just thought. I thought Phoenix I Wolves is our USO Pro team. Uh, they are uh, they are not there. doing that well this season. They lost to a, a PDL team in the first round of the US Open Cup. Wow, I, I didn't think we were going to get that in, but good job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, but you know, but back to what we were talking about. Chivas USA, they're a mess. You feel for them, and they're probably going to get smashed this weekend. Uh, I I agree with you on that. I think we're also Lake will put up a three one three zero game. I think. Which okay. is. Do you, want, do you want to give me some prediction for a goal, Ivis? <laughs> no, I, I already think this is going to be the longest show in the history of SBI show. <laughs> um, another game, Vancouver taking on Portland. Portland, like I said a little earlier, their second place in the Western Conference. Vancouver upset LA last week. I think, I think that Vancouver got lucky. I, I don't, I don't see that happen again. I don't see Portland making the same defensive mistakes as the Galaxy, and I think Portland will uh, will get the victory in this one. I think it could be a fun matchup. I think uh, I think the Timbers are playing some of the best soccer in the league. I mean, I'd argue uh, that you know they you know consistency consistency wise, they, they they've been right there. I mean, they're number two in the latest SBI power rankings, and um, you know I thought they showed against Dallas uh, a week ago that they are right there. They're one of the best teams in the league. Uh, Vancouver, you have to give them credit. They finally won. You know, they had won since early March and. Uh, you know, Russell Tybert was the star of the show, um, the young Canadian. But, uh, you know, I agree with you there that, you know, I just I, I don't see them. I think in that matchup, I think Portland's system, I just the way it's set up, like they, they're good. They're going to do what they do every game. Mm-hmm. And, 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 the, and they're, you know, Portland's idea of a bad game is, is when they don't miss when they miss their chances. But they always create chances just the way they play, the way with the quality they have in midfield. Um, Rodney Wallace, who was absolutely killing it, the uh, you know oh, yeah. SBI SBI Player of the Week, who we just did a, you know t- our Thomas Floyd just did a profile on. Um, he's on he's he's on fire right now. So I, I think the Timbers are going to go up there, and I think they're going to get three points on the road. Um, yeah, Thomas Floyd's uh, piece on that was 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 excellent. Plus, a lot, a lot of players on the Timbers are, are having very good se- seasons. I mean, Donovan Ricketts. I, I've said this now for a couple of weeks. He is quietly having a very good season. I mean, uh, we've been talking. Quiet anymore. It's well, not I know quiet it's anymore. not, but People the last know. I know, but the last couple of weeks though. I mean, I, I've been saying that you know you need to pay attention to him. He's, he's having a very good season. So for Portland, it's just it's the Caleb Porter effect. It's it's amazing what you just said. Think about where he would have been a year ago. That now Portland is is a, a bad game for them was when they don't when they you know don't score their goals versus last. Last year, a bad game would have been a loss. You know what I mean? So a bad, a bad, a bad loss. loss. Exactly. So I'll, I'll take Portland in this game too. Um, another game, San Jose and Colorado. You and I have really not talked about Colorado that much on this show. I mean, we'll mention them every once in a while. Um, you always talking about how great of a season uh, Dylan Powers is having, but another guy who's uh, starting to see, score some goals over there, Edson Bottles, having very good. And for Colorado, um, I mean, they're getting some play. Out. They're just. They've had a lot of injuries to deal with, and they're having a very good season. And um, I mean, that final playoff spot could come down to a Colorado. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, you know, what? I'm looking at here because Seattle's down below. So, what's what's your take in this game, Ivis? You know, these Colorado's a team that's I think playing still above their heads, but they've shown it so far that they can do it. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I think Oscar Pereja's. When you talk about coaching performances to date, I mean, I think he has to get. Some, I mean, I've said, I'm pretty sure I've said it before. He has to get a ton of credit for all the injuries that they've had, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, him him just m- m- just finding a way to piece together ri- uh, lineups and get results. Um, I think Edson and now Edson Battle has done well, even though he's suspended for this game. So I think that's going to hurt them. Um, San Jose, you know, they got beat up pretty bad. Uh, by Seattle, so you know you you, you got to think they're gonna you know Frank Yallop is gonna get those guys to respond, uh, especially being back at home where where they where you know they make things so tough. Um, I, I I'm gonna have to go earthquakes though. I mean as much as as Colorado has become this great story, uh, and 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 as much as you know it's it's good that they're getting some guys back. Mar, Mar, Martin Rivero uh, made his way back, the the playmaker. You know that I think that's that's a positive step for them, but. I think still going on the road. I think San Jose is going to rebound. You know, I think they they, they were embarrassed last week. They, Seattle flat out embarrassed them four nil. So I think you know I think they have too much quality on their team to not respond. So I think San Jose wins. 
Um, I'll go with the I'll go with the tie in this game. I'll go with the draw. The rare Garrett tie. Yeah, I I usually don't like them because I, I want a team to win or lose, you know. But with this one, I'll go I'll go with that one because uh, um, I I just yeah I'll go with the tie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Ivis, let's uh, let's quickly make our, our picks for the rest of the games. Um, Toronto, Columbus. I'll take the crew in this one. Um, Columbus, man, they're struggling to score. Stop goal. it! Just take the crew. Stop it! They'll score this week. Mark my words. You know what? I'm calling it. They're going to score. They'll score at Toronto FC. Oh my gosh! They're going to win. Oh my gosh! I know they've been awful lately, but they're going to win. Crew, please score for me so I can rub it in Ivis's face. Um, Robert Earnshaw with two goals. Okay, I'll go with uh, Arietta. Finally finds the back of the net. Um, I'll go Philadelphia and Chicago. Uh, I'll go with Chicago, man. I think Chicago could take advantage of a of Philadelphia coming off a bad loss with a midweek game. You know, I agree with you. And Chicago did outplay the Union uh, last week, even though they lost. But I'm going to go Union. They, they they got spanked on Wednesday, and I think they're going to come back angry. And and I think Baki Sumari is going to be motivated to have another game because you know what, he wants to get traded. He wants the fire to trade for him, so I think he's going to do everything he can to make sure Chicago realizes that they should be pulling the trigger on a deal. Uh, Houston, New England, Houston. Oh, Houston. I mean, they finally lost at home. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're not about to, to lose to New England at home. And then uh, D.C., Sporting, Kansas City, I'll take Sporting. Oh, Sporting. No, no question about it. Well, I missed that. Uh, that's all the midweek action. Uh, that that well, actually not the midweek, the weekend action for MLS. Quickly, uh, David Beckham retiring. Very sad news. I, I was I was shocked. I was, I was actually very shocked to hear that. I don't know if it's very sad news. It is. It, it, you know what? It gives us a chance to to talk about what he did yeah. for MLS. And and I think it, it's interesting, man, because you know obviously he's you know most popular soccer player. Uh, in the world popularity wise obviously he's done a great job of building this image and that's all that matters uh, in but, life it, well, it's not a CS <laughs> thing it's not it, it does matter i'm joking but, i'm joking it's not all that matters i was joking right well listen the guy was a good player and and i and i think a lot of people kind of resent the fame that he had the fame that he has and and because of that refuse to give him credit for being a really good player and uh as far as what he did for MLS, I mean, I don't think anyone can deny that he helped bring the league some really good attention and and help raise the level of uh, you know notoriety that the league gets the 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 public uh, impact that he made you know the impact that he had on 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 getting you know mainstream interest in the league you, you have to get you have to give him credit for that and. Uh, you know, I know when he signed, people were like, "Oh, he's not going to do anything." I'm not going to like. I, I I'm not going to go to the other extreme and say that like he was the savior of MLS because that's that's the league was doing well before he came. The league was already heading in a positive direction. What he did do was give help give the league a boost at a time that it was going in a good direction. He, he you know he was kind of like the Nas well, in he, the car, like that. You know, you press the button, he helped give you a boost. Oh my he, god, he, he did that. He, hey, let's face it, Fast Six is coming out. We got to, we got to, we got to do the Nas reference. But he he did he did have a positive impact. And say what you want about the first few years. Hey, the first few years were were, were forgettable as far as on the field. You, you can't deny that. But you know what? It's not how you the, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And he right. finished. And he, he eventually finished on a high note. turned it around, and he 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 showed that he cared about winning in this league, mm-hmm. and he won. He won two titles. So you have to give him credit. You have to applaud him. Great career. Yeah, I I agree with you on that. I mean, I it's anyone who witnessed him, anyone who witnessed him at a game and, and saw hundreds and people just losing their mind. It was always. Uh, that that was always entertaining for me. I thought it was. Um, Frank Lampard, let's keep Galaxy talk. Not coming over to the Galaxy. Resigned with Chelsea. Um, so you know they still have that DP spot open. Who, are you hearing anyone, Ivis? Haven't heard a peep. Uh, you know, I think that that he was definitely their first target. And I know Kaká is another player who has been mentioned along with them. I'm not sure if he's ready to come to MLS. And I still, for some reason, I still think Kaká to New York. I think it's, I just I could I could see it happening but yeah. you know what la is going to get somebody if we know anything we know they're they're, they're going to go get a star even though some people think oh tim like not there so they're not necessarily going to go get another star but I, I think they will i think they'll go find a, a high profile player you know I, I i forget where i heard this name from 
But someone, and it's been fixated on my mind for the last like week and a half, but someone mentioned to me Dos Santos. I, that's intriguing. I would love to see him play for the Galaxy. He's not coming here. I know, I know, but I'm just saying. He's, he's too young. He's got too much to do in Europe. Uh, you know, they, it was an intriguing looked, name, though. It was a name that I kind of looked at, and I forget where I heard it, but I was like, God, that would be really sexy. It would, it would be great. It yeah. would be great if he came here. Because uh, yeah, I love Dos Santos. He's, he's not, a great player. What's that? I love Dos Santos. Not 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 when he's running a Mexican kit, but uh, you know I love right, him. In not general, when he's though. killing the U.S. Yeah, no. not when he's dribbling through us and somehow uh, lofted balls from the wing it. of the Don't 18. even bring up the memories. Oh my god, he's not coming here though. Maybe you know what? Maybe you know six seven years from now, I'm sure, but he's not coming here now. Um, and and also in, in perhaps the be- the best news we we should we should we I can't believe we saved this for the last. Mario Balotelli is finally on Twitter. Everyone follow him. It's at finally Mario. I mean. I don't know why, but I, I was obsessed with it yesterday, and all he was tweeting was just really nothing. But it was just hilarious. I don't know why anything that guy anything that guy does is just hilarious. Well, I thought it was funny that the day after he joins, his account got suspended <laughs> for whatever reason. Wait, seriously? No, but it's it's back now. I don't know what happened there, but it, it, maybe I think it, it maybe because he got so many followers so quickly. Um, but you know, he's back now. He's, he's got a profile picture up. He's, he's telling, he's telling people how he's playing call of duty. Uh, he's all in now. So it's, uh, people, you know, I think it's going to be great. Everyone has to follow. I think it's going to be, uh, <laughs> it's going to be hilarious, man. Anything he does is, is just, it's, it's, it's too funny, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Ivis, that, uh, that wraps up the show today. You have a, uh, you have a, you have a great weekend, man. You too, and uh, we're, we're. I have a feeling we're going to be talking national team yet again uh, on Sunday. Really? Do we have to? Okay, maybe only a little bit. <laughs> we'll probably have a guest on that's that's national team related. Hopefully. Oh, really? Uh, hopefully, that's what I said. Who's oh, wait, here's an interesting here's an interesting stat for you. Yeah, go ahead. Of the players called up for the camp, mm-hmm. uh, there were ten former SBI show guests on on the list. What does that mean? That come on it's, our show and you get called? Yeah, I'm just saying. You know, Landon, Landon, you uh, you might want to you know come on the show and might help your help your chances. Yeah, Landon, because you listen to the show, please, please, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure he's got podcasts all lined up on you know, his, uh, you his never iPhone. Know. You never know. Maybe he does. You don't know. That's true. That's we, true. We, you're gonna have to ask him. Actually, you should ask him that, and then we could. Play I might that. ask him that. Yeah, in, ask him uh, in a couple of hours. Ask him, yeah, ask him in a couple of hours, and then we can use that soundbite for the show. He might answer he, he when might, he laughs. Yeah, when he, he laughs. Yeah, he <laughs> might give like a hoop. He might give you one of those. Uh, all right, all right, we'll do that. <laughs> Ivis, well, you have a great weekend, man. Enjoy all the action. Ivis and I will be back again next week, as always. Ivis and I appreciate when you guys give us excellent reviews on iTunes. Everyone have a great weekend. Be safe. Ivis and I will be back on Monday with another show. Thank you for listening. This is the SBI Show.